Good morning. Amen. Stand with us as we get ready to worship. How many has got something to be grateful for? Can you give the Lord a hand? Amen. Pentecostals today, amen. I'll raise a hallelujah. 
the Lord. Amen. Do you realize that? Do you realize you can run him out of your midst? You can run him out of your house. We can run him. I believe we can run him out of this town in the name of Jesus. If God's people would rise up and would worship him enough, I believe we can run him out because the devil can't stand it when we worship Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe God is doing something in this place today. God is doing something all around the world for his children who are wanting to move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Are you ready for Holy Spirit to do something? How many is a little dry from the last year or so? And how many is ready for a mighty move of his spirit? Hallelujah. Let's sing this out to sing to him. There's nothing worth more that could ever
pray you would have your way in this place today in the name of Jesus. Lord, that we would feel your power, Lord, in a mighty way, Lord, that we are missing, Lord. We're hungry for you this morning. Lord, our souls are thirsty, God. And just like the day of Pentecost, you, Lord, when they came together, Lord, if we will come together in one mind and one accord, Lord, to worship you and lift up your name, God, I believe that we're going to feel, we're going to see you move again, Lord, as you did before, Lord, that you will do it again, Father Jesus. Hallelujah. Mountains of steel.
water, knowing that you have been refreshed, knowing that you have felt the Holy Spirit like you've been needing to feel for a long time. I just invite you right now as we sing this chorus one more time, I just invite you to lift up your hands and welcome the Holy Spirit to just come and have his way in your heart this morning. Hallelujah. He wants to come and refresh. He wants to come and heal. He wants to draw you closer to him this morning. And I don't know there's people. I'm not the only one here that needs a move of the Holy Spirit this morning. So I invite you, just invite him in. Worship him, church. Hallelujah. We are here.
move, God. When we worship, God, and miracles are going to happen this morning. Church, let's worship of God. Let's worship of church. A breakthrough is happening this morning. If you're struggling, just know a breakthrough is happening right now. This morning. If you're struggling with something, God, just give it to God this morning. Lay it at his, any strongholds that you may have. Just lay it at his feet this morning. Oh, and just bask in his presence this morning. Before we go any further, let's just bask in his presence this morning. Brother Jared's going to be healed this morning. He's going to be healed right where he's at. If you can just believe that, church. Touch his body right now, God. We thank you on this Pentecost Sunday, God. Oh, we thank you for moving, Holy Spirit, in our hearts, in our lives. We thank you for that deep atmosphere of worship this morning. God, we know nothing can compare to what we just felt this morning. We just thank you and believe in the healing power that you're going to do on this Pentecost Sunday. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Well, that's awesome, church. And y'all may be seated if you can. Well, welcome to uh, Calvary Assembly of God. Uh, the ones that are here and the ones that are online, we are glad that you are here uh, to worship with us this morning. There's nothing like corporate worship and being able to get together with other believers to worship God. If this is your first time here, uh, we have a connection card, and we would love for you to fill it out. It's just, uh, just some basic information for us to be able to get in contact with you, let you know what's going on around the church, pray for you as well. We have a women's Bible study. Uh, Miss Tammy's doing a great job, isn't it? Ladies, I'm sure you can attest to that. It is still going through... Uh, June the 6th on uh, Sundays at 4 p.m. And also following that on the 26th uh, at 9 a.m. is going to be a uh, connect with God and others. Just a coffee and prayer. Just kind of a fellowship. Brother Wayne, where are you at? He's doing an awesome job with our missions. Can y'all give him a hand? We're going from Virginia to Texas, to, to Galveston, Texas. And it's going to be a lot of work, I'm sure going to be a lot of prayers going to have to be uh, lifted up and also uh, finances too who knows that we need finances to be able to do God's to God's work so please be praying for brother Wayne and the whole crew uh, they're going June the 13th through the 20th so uh, during that week if we can just pray during the whole time actually we can start now praying for a mighty move of God and that the finances will be able to come in so they could be able to do God's work for for that church 
Let's give Brother Wayne a hand for that. He's doing an awesome, awesome job. And uh, the men's fellowship, Pastor Steve, he is, where is he at? Right in the back. He is doing an incredible job. Uh, we haven't even started, and I think he's doing an incredible job with this men's ministry. <laughs> um, we are doing a, um, we are doing a get-together on the June 27th. It's going to need to be fixed, but it's, it's a card here. We have a card for every single male that's in here. And uh, you'll get one today, this morning. And if you, um, if you would, could you give this to another person, another male, to bring with you? And we are more than welcome to uh, mail one out if you would like, if you're not able to uh, see that person before then. But we're having uh, food, fellowship. Who loves food? Man, I love it. I love it too much, I think. So be praying for that. There's going to be a cornhole tournament, uh, prizes, and just be praying for that. So be sure, if you're a man, be sure to get this. And we want to challenge you to give it to someone else and invite someone with you, please, if you could. Um, as I've been out the past couple weeks, um, God has just showed me how important it is to be able to, um, to come in the church with believers. I've been out uh, sick. And as God has shown me you know, how important it is, uh, we love church online. It's great. But to be able to come into a, to a church with other believers, it's just... You, you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. So it just, God put on my heart, you know, it just, I'm grateful that I'm able to come back um, and, and to be able to worship corporately with you all and to see, uh, see all of our church family. So just, um, just know that you're here for a reason, and uh, God has you here for a reason and coming uh, here every single Sunday. So thank you. Let's give Pastor Kevin an awesome hand. I think he's doing a great job. Hallelujah, church. Just give the Lord a big hand this morning. Hallelujah. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Could you turn my monitor down just a little? Make sound, man. Praise the Lord. Didn't our worship band do a good job, our singers, this morning? How many of you enjoyed worship this morning? Hallelujah. This thing is a little, a little crazy this morning. Hey. Praise the Lord. I'm, all, I'm good. I'm good now. Yeah. Praise the Lord. How many of you know today is Pentecostal Sunday? Yes. Pentecostal Sunday. I want to grab, let's grab our Bibles, grab your phone, grab your uh, uh, tablets this morning. Uh, ladies, don't be taking your grocery list and putting it down this morning. But grab your phone, grab your tablets, and we're going to go uh, in Acts uh, 1 and read just a few passages of Scripture. Then we're going to jump into Acts chapter 2 just for a, uh, a few minutes. Uh, my sermon's not long this morning. At the end, I've asked the band and singers to come back. And I want us right at the end, being Pentecostal Sunday, I, I want us to um, ask the Holy Spirit to come in and fill us uh, like never before. Uh, the Bible says that they were baptized in the Spirit. So at the very end... We're going to take just a few minutes at the very end, and uh, I, want you to, uh, I want you to worship at the very end as we embrace the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 1, and let's go to, uh, down to verse 3. After uh, his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. 
On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my father's promise, which you have heard me speak about. Verse 5, for John was baptized with water. In a few days you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost had came, they were all together in one place or in one accord. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came down from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. Verse 3, they saw that seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them or every one of them. Verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. I want to talk just for a few minutes on come Holy Spirit. Let's say that together. Come Holy Spirit. Let's say that again. Come Holy Spirit. The Jews uh, celebrated this day as a feast. It was a Christian holiday which was celebrated 50 days uh, after Easter. It was respect, it recalled uh, of the coming of the Holy Spirit. And in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says in verse 1 that we, we read this, that when the day of Pentecost had come, when the day of Pentecost had come. Uh, Pentecost is not a religion. Pentecost is not a denomination. Pentecost is, is not a, a method. Pentecost is not a sign on a storefront. Pentecost is not a method, as I just spoke. Or Pentecost is not just a name. Pentecost was a day that the Holy Spirit fell upon the early church. In the Old Testament, Pentecost was at Mount Sinai, a cloud descended with a loud noise and fire, and God wrote the law upon the Ten Commandments. Pentecost in the New Testament, while they were celebrating the Old Testament Pentecost of the law, as they were celebrating that feast in Jerusalem, the new Pentecost of the Holy Spirit fell upon them, and the Holy Spirit started to write upon the tablets of their heart. What is the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, Pentecost? The principles are the same. But the Old Testament, Pentecost, was external. It was all about the law. It was all about the rules. But the New Testament... Pentecost, God is dealing with 
the internal. God is dealing with the heart. The New Testament Pentecost is the Word of God alive in my heart. And at this moment of time, something was about to change. They were to go and they were to, they were to um, embrace the Holy Spirit. They were to invite the Holy Spirit in. The Holy Spirit doesn't push itself on anyone. You have to invite Him into your life. You, you have to embrace Him in your life. Acts chapter 2 and verse 12 says this. Amazed and, per, per, amazed and perplexed. I'll get it out in a minute. They asked one another... What does this mean? What is the meaning of this Holy Spirit? What is the meaning of the coming of the Holy Spirit? The answer is, without you allowing the Holy Spirit in your heart, listen, nothing will change. Nothing will change. Remember, the, the Holy Spirit descended down, and once again, the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament wrote the Ten Commandments on a tablet. But once again, now, He's writing them on my heart. He's putting them, he's putting them in my heart. I don't, I don't have to try to obey the rules and the law anymore. Thank God. But now through the power and the work of the Spirit, writing it on my heart, I can walk the walk that I need to walk because it's not about the law. It's not about rules. It's not about what I can do, so to speak, or what I can't do, trying to strive. It's the Holy Spirit as I embrace Him, and He is working through me that I can live the life that Christ wants me to live. How many of you, um, like me, at many times in your life, you have tried to, you've tried to, work through works in your life and, and you've tried to uh, obey the scriptures and you've tried to walk the scriptures but you've tried to do it on your own. How did it turn out for you? It's no different than you and I trying to Obey the word of God, which God does say, obey my commandments. But it's really no difference than the Old Testament, so to speak, if I'm trying to obey and listen to what is written in the tablet of the word of God, doing it on my own. I need the empowerment and infilling of the Holy Spirit to obey the written word of God in my 
life. And when that happens in my life, there is a freedom. Because I'm going to fail every time that I try to live this book on my own. And I believe every one of us can say amen to that. So what I want to do for the next few minutes, I want to... I want to unpack a few things in the book of Acts that the Holy Spirit came to do in our life. And if we will embrace those things, then God is going, the Holy Spirit will have us living a fulfilled life. How many of you want to live a fulfilled life in Christ? Let's unpack them. In John chapter 14 and verse 16, Jesus is sitting down with his disciples, and they're at the Last Supper, okay? And, and uh, for you and I, it would be at communion time. And Jesus is about to go to the cross, and he's about to, uh, it won't be long after that resurrection will come, and he'll be descended. And the disciples feel like that they are going to be left alone. How do you feel when you lose something close to you? We, we lost our puppy this week. Uh, how many of you like animals? It was a little sad around our house. Anything that you get close to and you lose how many of you have felt lost before? So Jesus is sitting at the table at the marriage supper. I mean at the marriage supper. At the, at the, he's sitting at the table and he's getting ready to go back to his father. And this is the last, this is the last supper. And he tells them, he says, the Holy Spirit is going to come. And this is what he tells them in John chapter uh, 14 verse 16. And I'll pray to the Father and he's going to give you a, another comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Say with me forever. Let's say it again. Forever. The comforter is one who comes along aside you and I. So Jesus is going away, and he says, I'm sending another comforter. Now that had to make them feel good, that the comforter was coming to abide with them. There's a lot of, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of suffering. There's a lot of dying. There's a lot of sickness. There's a lot of confusion. And let me repeat that again. It's a lot of hurt in our world and even in our individual life. I need a comforter in my life. When that hurt, when that pain, when that confusion comes, and I don't know what to do, and the enemy seems like he's crowding my mind, and uh, a peace has vanished from my life, it seems like. I need the comforter to come and bring 
me peace. That's what John chapter uh, 14 verse 27 says. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give it to the world or as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. In the midst of everything that's going on in our life, at this moment, at this time, in our individual life, and in the world, I need the peace of God. I mean, I need the peace of God. I need the peace of God when I get that bad doctor's report. I need the peace of God when, when, when things are going on in my life that I don't understand. I need the peace of God when I don't understand what's going on in my family. I don't understand what's going on in my job. I don't need know what's going on in any part of my life. I need the peace of God. And Jesus told them that the Comforter's coming. And admit, Sister Rosemary, of that apartment, you're by yourself. And you got that son about that news about your son. The Holy Spirit was right there. Right there. Because of His peace. The second thing the Holy Spirit does, Jesus told him, was in John chapter 14, verse 26. He says, But the counsel of the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I've said to you. The Holy Spirit reveals the truth of God to you and I. The best thing that I can do is not much different than the Old Testament. is to come up and explain to you about what the Word of God says and what's wrote on the tablets of these pages. But the Holy Spirit has to reveal the truth that comes out of this word to you. Or it's no different than words on pages in a book. I have to have the truth. There is a lot going on in our world today. There's a lot of different religions. There's a lot of false prophets. There is a lot of, there's a lot of voices out there now. There's a lot of people standing behind pulpits. We can get confused pretty quick. But if I have the Holy Spirit operating in my life, if I have the anointing of the Holy Spirit in my life, and I have embraced Him, and I'm asking to come in, When that non-truth tries to come to my life, the Holy Spirit steps up and says, No, that's not right. 
Because truth, when it's brought to life, brings life. When the truth is brought to light, it's brought to life within me. And when I, the Bible says, when I believe a lie, then the Bible says you are damned, so to speak. The word meaning confused, messed up. There's no life. There's no healing. There's no enlightenment if it's not the truth. If I, if I teach this book and I move the scriptures to the left or I move them to the right or I try to squeeze them one way or another to make it just work for my feelings and how I feel and the way I want to feel, it has no effect in my life. But the truth of God reveal, reveals the life unto me. So he told him, he said, the Holy Spirit's going to bring truth. The third thing that he told him was, John chapter 15 and verse 26. When the counselor comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who goes out from the Father, he will testify of me. Meaning, he will give me the words to say. When, when, when Jesus said, I'm leaving, and he said, I'm sending the Holy Spirit, and he says, I'm going to testify and give you the words to say. How many of you have been in a situation before that you have met someone, or you've been talking to someone, and you just do not know what to say to them? I mean, they are, they are hurting or they got a, a family member that is, uh, that is uh, a dying or they, they, they need a job or they in a deep trial in their life. They're oppressed or they're depressed or, or they don't know what's going on and you walk up to try to comfort them and you don't have a clue what to say. How many's been there? But down deep in your heart, you want to help them. Down deep in your heart, you want to say the right thing. Down deep in your heart, you want them to know that Jesus loves them, but you do not know what to say. I've been there. But the Holy Spirit. Say with me, but the Holy Spirit. Say with me again, but the Holy Spirit. Let's say that again, but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit says, I want to use you. Holy Spirit, use me to say the right words. Holy Spirit, use me to witness to the people that are far from God. Holy Spirit, use me in the men's ministry, the women's ministry, the children's ministry. Use me when I'm at the front door. Use me to minister to the lost and dying world. Use me uh, on my job to communicate the gospel. Use me at the gas pumps. Use me, Lord. Use me. Let's say that together. Lord, use me. Let's say that again. Lord, use me. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, it says, tell us. It says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. 
It's wonderful to feel the power and presence of God. How many of you felt the power and presence of God in our worship this morning? Come on. How many of you felt the power and presence of God in our worship this morning? But can I tell you, that is not the real... Come on, Pentecostals. Come on, I'm going to kind of like move off to a little place here that some of us don't want to go. How many the presence of God felt wonderful this morning? That's not the reason he came. It, it felt good, didn't it? It, it? it made me, I was refreshed. I mean, it was really refreshed this morning in worship. And that's part of what the Holy Spirit does. But if you just go to church to feel a little bit of the Holy Spirit, you're coming to the church for the wrong reason. If you're living for God just to feel a little bit of the Holy Spirit, you're living for God for the wrong reason. He came for you and I to testify of Jesus. Come, come on, come on. It, it's good. I want worship, but i got to realize that if I don't feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit anymore in my life, that I am still saved. The reason He came is for me to point to the cross. And point to Jesus. Point to Jesus. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. You're here this morning because Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the life. You nailed at that old-fashioned altar because Jesus is the truth. And Jesus is the way. And Jesus is the life. And you're saved today because of that. And it was all because of the work of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes to convict me. Holy Spirit, as I was walking and praying yesterday, I said, I said, Holy Spirit, come and take a magnifying, a spiritual magnifying glass. And, and look in my heart. Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm like Paul said. The things that, come on, the things I don't want to do. How true this is for every one of us. The things I don't want to do, I find my flesh gravitating to those things. Come, come, come on. I, I, we're just, let's be true. The things I don't want to do. The things sometimes this word tells me not to do. I find myself gravitating to those things. And the things that I find myself, I, I read, I pray, and I say I'm going to forgive. And I'm going to walk this way. And I'm going to do what God tells me to do here. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell anybody else off. And I'm not going to do 
uh, in it, but I'm going to love and I'm not going to carry bitterness and envy and malice and hatred and jealousy in my life. They are not of the Lord. They're not of the Holy Spirit. I'm not going to do these things. Can I just say an old country word? Daggone it! I find myself wanting to do those things. Things I want to do, and I know that's right, I find myself sometimes struggling to do those things, to do the right thing. Because my damning nature is fighting against the spiritual man that lives inside of me. A war is going on. And David knew that when he said in Psalms chapter 139, Search me, O God. It's so easy. Listen, it's so easy for you and I to say, Search my brother. Search brother Brock, God. Search him. Search Jerry. Search Jerry. Jerry's the one that's got the problem. Search that Jerry too. Search Wayne. But God, you, I got it together. No. David said, Lord, Lord, search me. Yeah, it's Josh, God. It's Josh. Lord, search my heart. Me, God, it's me. Brother Roy, it's me. When I find the struggle, I find that it's kept. <laughs> Every time. And lastly, Lord, guide me. He told his disciples sitting there at the table. He said, the Holy Spirit's going to come. And we jump to chapter uh, 16 in John. But when he, the Spirit of truth, comes, he's going to guide you into all truth. And he will not speak of his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. How many need the guidance of the Holy Spirit? I mean, the older you get, I don't know about you, I know it's about, I know me, the older I get, sometimes the more confused I feel. You know what the whole you know what the Lord is you know what the Holy Spirit's doing? The longer I live, the more He's saying, the more you have to depend on me. If you want to know that if you're growing in God, and I'm gonna close, if you want to know that if you're growing in the Lord, are you letting him guide your way? I, I, I need what Isaiah 30, chapter 21 says. Whether you turn to the right or you turn to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you say, Listen, this is the way, Kevin. This is the way. Walk therein. No, no I, I feel like, Lord, this is the way. I feel like this is the way with that relationship. Kevin. This is the way 
you walk therein. You, you walk the way that I tell you to walk. How many times do we want to walk the way we want to walk? But the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, walk, walk there in. That, that's the way right there. Doesn't that feel good when the Holy Spirit, Brother Wayne says, that's, that's the way right there. You walk that way right there. Doesn't it feel good to know that God is right with us? The Holy Spirit is walking with us. He's embracing us and we're embracing Him. And when things are going on in our life and we're feeling confused and we don't know what to do, the Holy Spirit said, I am your, I'm your guide. I'm going to tell you what to do. With that family situation, I'm going to tell you what to do in that marriage. I'm going to tell you what to do in your job. I'm going to tell you what to do with every aspect of your life. The guidance of the Holy Spirit. Don't we all need that? Don't we all need that? Let's stand. Every head bowed and every eye closed this morning. I want us to close our eyes and I want us to I left it a few minutes this morning I want us to just raise our hands and I want us to embrace the Holy Spirit right now in our life this Pentecostal Sunday before we leave I want us to embrace the Holy Spirit as they as they sing this song every head bowed and every eye closed
about um, uh, 12 minutes after 11, or we're going to let you go, but how many of you here can use a touch in your body? You cut that down. I'm sorry. You, you can touch it. You physically can use a touch in your body. You, you physically can need a touch in your body. The healer is here this morning. It don't take but walking in one service like this for the Holy Spirit and the Master to come down and touch you. And I feel like I really felt impressed to say that this morning. And I want us to sing that a cappella. Bodies are being raised. Bodies are still being raised. Come on, let's sing that out. Let's sing it out loud.
thank you for the healing power of Jesus Christ. By your stripes, the Bible says, we are healed. God, many here raised their hands. They need a healing in their body. And so, God, I, I pray by faith. I pray by faith. Lord, you're bringing healing in people's bodies right now as they stand in their seat. Brother Malcolm stood up here, Father, two weeks ago and testified of the healing power of God as you touched his son. And God, we claim that same faith that he stood on. That this morning, by your stripes, we are healed. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. And let's give the Lord a big hand this morning.